Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the NXT Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamplett from What Culture, to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet to review last night's NXT and quite the belated birthday present I thought this show was. Yeah, uh, and it's, it's definitely your birthday. The I don't know, right? So I watched this this morning early off the back of previewing it with, I mean, Adam Nicholas doing the Lord's work, trying to come in, <laughs> having not watched this show for three years and trying to preview these matches. None of which on the lineup other than Von and Bron looked that interesting. Yeah. And I couldn't sort of, there was nothing in terms of the preview copy uh, about anything else other than the set matches. And I couldn't wrap any context. Around. You know, like you'll do, say if there's only two things announced, you'll be like, what next for yeah, know, yeah. the tag champions or whatever? I'd not seen the show in three weeks. Of we, we joke, and by joke, I mean tell the absolute truth, that you miss one week of this show, and everything's gone upside down. Yeah. So three, I was like, well, I'm not even going to try. We'll do the matches, and then I'll just do my best to try and explain <laughs> why any of these wrestlers might be fighting. So I don't know if it was my brief holiday from NXT that made the original watch of this feel a little bit, I don't know, stilted and drab. And then even just me and you tiptoeing around the topics this morning, so not to spoil this conversation... Yeah. Has kind of put me in a better mood with it. Yeah. There's a couple of things that I was like, oh, that's pretty dumb, actually. That's good. I think We're my, back. I think the thing with, with NXT is sometimes you come in and you just go, a lot of wrestling on that show. Yes. And that's not the primary reason I tune in for NXT. No. You need, I need a lot more bollocks with my wrestling on this show. And all by Jove did I get it by the end of it all. Like, is that, so we, we review WWE Raw, WWE SmackDown, AW Dynamite, AW Collision. What was the one constant in the descriptions of all of those shows? The word wrestling. <laughs> what does not feature in NXT? The word wrestling is not there, so it's not sold to no. you. Like, you can't expect it because it's not sold to you in the title. Like, it's never stood for anything. Yeah, it's stands, not Ron Seal. It <laughs> stands for more now, doesn't it? Like, neon extreme... <laughs> Tits. Like that's been, <laughs> it's never stood for anything when it was black and gold. It's closer to actually meaning something now. Yeah. But, uh, well, there was lots to get into on this show, some of which was hilariously baffling. 
Well, in fact, we'll get into it yeah. because I, I don't even want to try and sift through this. It feels just makes more sense to just start at the beginning of the show and work from there. It's a, attack a difficult piece of work. Yes. Attack a complex problem and get through it. Show starts. Uh, there's Dirty Dom and uh, Mammy uh, backstage at Raw saying, oh, can't wait to put Dragon Lee in his place tonight on NXT. And Dom says, I can't wait to beat Dragon Lee in front of my deadbeat dad. And then we cut to earlier on today in the uh, performance center. Rey Mysterio taking a risk. Uh, by uh, coming through the NXT parking lot mm-hmm. in a Rolls yeah. with Dragon Lee. Whose was that? Fancy Dan. Yeah, someone's doing well. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, imagine Rey Mysterio's earning. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, and uh, Dragon Lee's like, thanks so much, Ray. You don't know how much this means to me. And Ray's like, no, I'm happy to. Look, best seat in the house as I watch the future of Lucha Libre become North American champion. But hey, show Dom some humility in the match mm. later on. So we're set up for our main event of the evening. Uh, and the show starts with Mustafa Ali versus Axiom. No! And uh, I really enjoyed the fact uh, <laughs> that we were a minute, would you say, into this show? And already mum and dad are having a row. Yeah. Booker T and Vic Joseph. <laughs> he was sick. He's just sick of him, isn't he? Sick Vic. I also think I've cracked the code on what makes... What makes Vic tick, so to speak? Go on. Well, I'll save that for later on because uh, there was a revelation. Feels like a game. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, so Vic Joseph is trying to do, what would you call it? Oh, yeah, his job <laughs> by explaining, oh, this is about Mustafa Ali saying, oh, next with the North American mm-hmm. champion and actually going, no, I've got, no, I've got next. The story from last week. So yeah. like, even I was able to discern that on the preview, yeah. And Booker T was like, no, 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 this business is about what have you done for me lately? And he's like, what the hell are you talking about, Booker? Booker does that thing, and look, we all do it. But he's got like, Booker doesn't watch the show week to week, and he's sat there. Yeah, well, we know he doesn't. He's ordering his food, isn't he? <laughs> like, Booker does that thing, loads of us do it, where you say something, and then it's almost like it's just a, a verbal tick, or the way, like, sort of, you want conversation to keep flowing while the other person preps to speak, where you say something, and then you say, like, oh, do you know what I mean? Like, he did that this week, and Vic just stopped short going, no, <laughs> I absolutely don't. Because if he does that, all he's doing is inviting Booker T to try and explain himself, and then I'll go off on another oh. different tangent. It's a, One of these days, I want Booker to use NXT, use his, frankly, undeserved platform on Tuesday nights, to go into the law of shucky-ducky-quack-quack, and it have nothing to do with what they're talking about, and Vic just do, a, like, a shoot... Thanks, Booker, on the USA yeah. Network. <laughs> Run us through your fave five. Yeah. With six people in it or whatever. Um, I also like, as a man who's one of, one of man of many catchphrases, mainly stolen ones, mm. um, where one of my catchphrases is just the word, hello. Yeah. I've got a lot of time for Booker T being like, I wanna, what I do is this big setup, and then my, my line is saying that something's going to be good. But I just say it in a <laughs> funny way, and that's my line. Like, imagine that. Um, what's your catchphrase? This is good. Things are going to be good. Mm. Sorry, I don't. Good. <laughs> just say it, but if you say it fast with a bit of emphasis. And he does that. He's got a, like a vocal tick, which he's always had, but it's more pronounced when there's another commentator there, just absolutely sick of his shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, Vince McMahon, like that night is one where he'll go like, unbelievable, and he no longer is speaking in Vince. He's speaking in, oh, Shawn yeah. Michaels has got his butt out. <laughs> like, and he's, he's, that's as excited as he gets. 
Booker T, or like he's halfway through making a point and he's done that Michael Scott thing. He's like, sometimes just start a sentence and don't know where it's going. <laughs> Booker T doesn't try and make it go somewhere. He just ends halfway through. So he's like, yeah, big match for so and so tonight. And uh, you know who knows? Maybe uh, Kiana James will get a title. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll just yeah, that'll be the end of it and he's <laughs> and that's that that's that's the sentence done Make go. that's when he's you have to factory reset <laughs> oh no he's stuck just like you've got to hold down both of his thumbs and he puts a hand out for the spinner Rooney and you've got to hold it really tight and that's what like shuts him down fires him back up I feel bad because I completely disregarded this match it was really enjoyable doesn't undertake a sit up and can you dig it sucker it's <laughs> oh, like, back, yeah. back. Because these are two far too talented guys to be down in NXT, if I'm perfectly honest. Good stuff, good details. Great stuff sequences yeah. in there. Um, nice spot early on where they're fighting on the apron and Axiom just runners Mustafa Ali into the uh, announce table. That was yeah. great. Um, so, yeah, just really great high-flying stuff between the two of them. And then at one point, uh, Axiom knocks Ali down, rolls him into the ring. He goes up top, and who should appear on the ramp but scripts to make sure that, I suppose, make sure that Axiom... Pay attention, please. Axiom gets back in the ring, gets rolled up for two. Uh, Bronco Nima and Lucian Price appear uh, whilst Ali reverses a suplex into a jackhammer of all things. Help me out, is this new? Or have they been... I can't remember. (laughs) Good, okay. I remember them being involved in the Gallus yeah. title thing. That's where I last left them. That's the last thing I remember. Okay, all right. Um, Axiom hit a Canadian destroyer mm-hmm. on uh, Ali to send him to the outside, and there's a springboard moonsault as well, which looked awesome. Uh, and the finish, I do like the subtle Ali mm-hmm. turn that we're getting. Ali and Axiom are fighting on the turnbuckles, and Ali inadvertently, I suppose he would say, grabs a handful of Axiom's masks and almost pulls it off, basically. Um, but that allows... What's the like... Did you just, what did you just do there? He just sees the opportunity, shoves Axiom off the turnbuckles, gets him inside, 450, 1, 2, 3, post-match, Ali yells down the lens that he's got next for the North American Championship. A bit like um, Samoa Joe's walking away when somebody's doing a high spot. The simple, aggressive shove off the top shouldn't work in wrestling. Yeah. It feels like it's breaking an invisible wall. Like, why? You know when they say, like, oh, it's a high-risk manoeuvre, you see that many successful ones that you forget why it's high-risk. Yeah. The reason it's high-risk is because someone could just come and shove you off it. Me or you could... Yeah. Sh- like, that... Ru- and, like, never, ever get in the ring. Never use this example of me not putting something over, but talking about something as an excuse to get in the ring. Remember that Eddie Guerrero Rob Van Damme ladder match where somebody comes in and pushes the ladder over? Oh, God, yeah. Horrifying. And, like, the guy got what was coming to him, ultimately. Jeez, yeah. Nice one. Yeah, pick on Eddie Guerrero. Dip Like, (laughs) and, like, sorry, no more for the episode, I promise. We got busy day to day. Um, But that's the reality, isn't it? Yeah. You push, like, they're up there, not holding on to anything. No guardrails. Or or, or nowhere to go but down. Push you off it. Yeah. Like, I really like that spot. And, like, for someone like uh, Mustafa Ali to do it, proves the effectiveness of it because he's... no risk to you. Yeah. He's a guy at the moment, he's coming out looking annoyed. He's aggrieved with... So, last week, Axiom just basically interrupted a conversation and then Rhea and Dom were like, done here, and they left. And that was why Ali was annoyed. And did you see, like, he was entering, and even as he's walking out of the ring, he doesn't really do his entrance. He's just George Akin at Axiom. But then, like, slaps a few fives. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine, but I'm, I'm not fine. And this is that further development of that. This is the second bite at the Moose Fartley heel turn because the first one was 
Doink the Clown garbage. <laughs> and I'm, I'm cheating for both of you. Am I right, lads? It was trash. Yeah, it was awful. Second bite is going to work. I felt really good about uh, this. The commentary team did, I will say, whilst they were rowing, they did a really good job of just, like, I know it can make him look like a loser, but it did sort of get you on side for, like, well, he's tried everything else. Like, they painted the picture of how many times he's come close in mm-hmm. title matches. Yep. He's never won anything. Yeah. And, like... Yeah, it would make you think, well, if everyone else is doing this, why wouldn't I try and cut a corner here or there? They're possibly going to run into a trap where, unless um, Dominic Mysterio loses the title, Ali on this current trajectory cannot really land at Dom. He's got to, like, he's ba- he's called the shot. He wants that belt and he's going yeah. to win it or whatever. But that's crying out for a baby face, isn't it? Yes. Like Dominic Mysterio, the banana skin champion can't be the one that Ali loses to. Unless or he out-cheats Dom. May, do you know, maybe there's something in that. Like, uh, that would be, to be honest, that would be a high-end bit of work for NXT, yeah. and I'm not sure if they've got that in them or not, but um, I, it feels like, what that makes me think is that they're plotting this longer term and that Ali's got a babyface rival in yeah. rather than the belt straight away. Um, backstage, a load of people have been laid out by the kids, Amy, including people like Ikam and Jiro, and Gacy grabs the camera and says they're going to turn NXT upside down to find the creeds. Uh, they didn't succeed in the show, did they? No, they no. didn't. No, they're, so they've gone down. A, well, we'll get to it. They've, they're trying a new route, aren't they, to to get to the creeds? Yes, they're trying to go into you know a close personal friend of the creeds. Oh. What's what, what's happening with the Jesus? Because the last I saw it, Joe Gacy was finished and. <laughs> The Grizzly Young Vets were like, we're absolutely sick of this, mate. This has failed over and over and over again. And, uh, you know, Ava. Yeah, yeah, she ain't got a surname. She's the Rock's daughter. That's the yeah. one. It was very much like she's pretty much Joe Gacy's last acolyte. Mm. Um, these two have had enough. And now what? They're just like the bloodline and boiler suits and masks. <laughs> like just absolutely smashing the whole roster and surrounding themselves with more followers than they've ever had later on in this show. Mm, I think Gacy's taking a turn. Gacy's trying to pin it all on the fact that uh, you don't suck because you're in the G. <laughs> you suck because the Creed Brothers screwed you over in one of the matches that you lost. I don't hate that. But, Fair enough. And maybe he's just going, but, but look at all the people I've got. And he just keep playing people. But like Jagger and um, Thingy, Robbie Fowler. Robbie Fowler and Mick Jagger are kind of like, they're more in with Gacy than ever. It seems it's like, you cut us, we bleed jism. Like, ugh, no. like they <laughs> I suppose it's worse the other way. You don't want to jizz uh, blood. Yeah. But like, <laughs> just, I, they, they seem as locked in as ever. Yeah. I'll I, I, I get that beat of like, Joe Gacy. Uh, it's them. Get them and it, all our problems are solved. I'm fairly confident that, that Tony D and Stax will retain the tag titles next week. I'm fairly confident too. What, you mean NXT's top baby faces? Oh, God, we'll get what a feeling. Uh, well, one of them, because we've not talked about Dana Brooke yet. Uh, we will do <laughs> after uh, after this, because it was Kalani Jordan versus Blair Davenport. Kalani Jordan, I believe it was on last week's show, Dana mm. Brooke was like, yeah, I had some killer instinct. You should bloody find it, actually. And I was like, well, you don't need to be nasty. She's had like two matches. Okay. Uh, that that Jordan, makes a lot more sense with what we got here. Yeah. Kalani subsequently obviously challenged Blair Davenport via social media that they showed here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, find your killer instinct, basically. And Kalani Jordan did get some offense in. Um, but uh, basically, while she was on the ropes, Blair kicked her in the gut uh, to double her over the middle rope. Um, and then hit a leaping stomp to the head and that big knee of hers for the one, two, three. Then she sort of goes to kick her ass a little bit more afterwards. 
In comes Dana Brooks, swinging a leather belt, chases off Davenport, and she's so bloody... She snapped. Yeah. She's so bloody fired up at one point. After Davenport's got out of the ring and Jordan sort of goes, all right, Dana, on her shoulder, she almost swings at her with the belt as mm-hmm. well. I love this edgy new Dana Brooke character. Is it like you need to you need to kill some people, otherwise people are going to take the piss out of you on social media? Is it a real faff just to quickly cover off the little chat between them later in the show? Yes, and we then dig we that can, out. Yeah, because I've got stuff to say on this, but it kind of ties in with what what happened with them later on. Yeah, where are we? There was a lot of tangent. There was, was a lot of really close towards the end of the show. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, she so Karen George is looking looking a bit sad yeah. in the locker room, and uh, Dana Brooke comes in and says, "What the hell was that about tonight? You're hesitant." Uh, I know she first few matches, but you've been really bloody hesitant. Sort it out. Yeah. Because um, I was a bit like that. I think people took took the piss out of me. Uh, I don't want to see, I experienced it. I don't want you to as well. Kalani's like, this is my third match. <laughs> I don't know what my killer instinct is. Well, I'll, And Dana just says, well, I'll show you next week. I'll kick Dana, Blair Danforth's ass then. Right. So Dana Brooke was not Finn Balor returning to NXT in 2019, a scarred legend. Dana Brooke... <laughs> Was absolutely not Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 13. Dana Brooke, oh. as, check this out, right? Wrap your head around this. 2023 Dana Brooke, and I am in. <laughs> I am all the way in, right? Somebody that is now acknowledging that she was kind of had the piss ripped out of her yeah. on social media by the fans in the building. Insecure, not fit to be a mentor, really and kind of making it up as she goes along, and thus getting loads wrong, yeah. not being the guiding light in Kalani Jordan's life, and, well, nearly smashing her with a belt, but fundamentally not being what she needs, leading to either the apprentice going, you're terrible, <laughs> and turning on her, and this all being like a bit of a bit of red herring stuff, or better, I think, Dana Brooke completely snapping on a baby face that all of a sudden looks... Like somebody you could really sympathize with, yeah. Like these, ma- as she said, only had three matches, and yet across these matches and her performance in general, I'm thinking, ah, quite a good white meat babyface, yeah. Quite a good, very very innocent, like new to the world babyface that just wants to make a way in the world. Needs somebody really like a Roxanne Perez that's only a couple of years on, but is like, I'll help you get by in this locker room, and you can do it the right way. Mm. You can be a good person and get on. It won't always be easy, but you'll you'll find your way. And accidentally, she's found herself hitched to the Dana Brooke wagon, and the <laughs> Dana Brooke wagon's only got like three wheels and kind of like careers all over the shop. I'm, I like it. Yeah. I genuinely like it. I believe Dana Brooke when she says, if you don't get your sh- together, people will just mercilessly tear you down. I wonder where she's getting that motivation yeah. from. I wonder where that's come from. I think this is going to work. I think she's going to turn, and people are going to be desperately rooting for Kalani Jordan to get one over on Dana Brooke because Dana Brooke is basically projecting some of her own personal life and professional life failings on her. The match could stink. I take no responsibility for the match, but I think the storytelling has finally found its focus. And you could weirdly establish Dana Brooke as this sort of reverse legend, like a rookie killer, basically. Yeah. And she just keeps beating the shit out of people who are like, I've had five matches, what's this? Pick on someone your own case And then match. finally, yeah, Roxanne like, Perez or someone representing the the new bl- new blood. Yeah, we can, we can be young and awesome and achieve more than you ever have yeah. and will and all that. I think we're on to something. I think finally they've got where they need to go with this Dana Brooke character. Uh, speaking of being on to something, uh, Von Wagner's got a new T-shirt. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
black t-shirt, white text, you're going to get tabled. <laughs> Thanks, MJF and Adam Cole. Uh, Von Wagner will take it from here. That's new number one. Unbelievable. How is it my birthday yesterday? I want this now. <laughs> Just like I was, uh, Robert, I was watching the network, and uh, have you ever heard of Bubba Ray? <laughs> he's a... He's a Terrible podcaster, but a once great professional wrestler. <laughs> and uh, he said, Devon, get the tables. And guess what? He got them. Finally, something made sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> I also like the idea of, you know, when you like have to try and explain wrestling to a family relative. Mm-hmm. Or they go, Michael, you're into, into wrestling, aren't you? That's why we bought you this Randy Orton t-shirt. Yep, yep. What? Yeah, I asked the guy uh, who's a good um, a wrestler guy, yeah. and they said, oh, Randy Orton's quite popular, so we got you this Viper T-shirt for Christmas or whatever. You know how you love wrestling? Yeah. What do you reckon to an anaconda in a gas mask? <laughs> um, you can wear that on, on a like a special night out, can't you? Uh, yeah. Or, you know, when I clean the car. Either <laughs> or. I work covering wrestling for a living, and I wouldn't wear it to work. Yeah. <laughs> However... Yeah, um, thanks, Nan. Um, can you get the... Uh, it's called You're Gonna Get Tabled. It's on WWE <laughs> Shop. It's under Von Wagner. Yeah, he won't have any other T-shirts. I want him to keep ever so slightly misusing table. Because You're Gonna Get Tabled is not really getting put through a table, but Von is gonna make it so. Yeah. Like, I kind of want him to, like, start using another, let's table that. <laughs> like, but rather than it being, let's bring it up next week, it's putting somebody through a table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trying to be, make it part of the vernacular. Hey, guys, let's sit. let's go out on Saturday night and get so wasted we get tabled. <laughs> what? That's not a phrase. Table me that beer. What? Slide it across the table. Hey, Robert, I made you a sandwich. It's a BLT. What? What the hell's this? Come on. BLT. Bacon, lettuce, table. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Mackenzie asked There's what? wood in it, Vaughn. There's freaking wood in it. I got a splinter in my goddamn lip. On. So yeah, Mackenzie. You know my favorite uh, female in the Attitude Era was Table. <laughs> she used to hang out with Mark. Ma- I believe she married Brock Lesnar. I met him once on Raw. I broke up his fight. Actually, I made you a different sandwich this time. Thank God, fun. What is it? It's a TLC <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> oh God, what did you put in it this time, Vaughn? Well, the L, I changed ladders to lettuce. <laughs> the C, I changed from chairs to cheese. And the T, I kept as a table. That's a table that's wooden in again. <laughs> careful, careful how you chew. Eat your wood sandwich, Robert. Uh, what's your favorite SummerSlam main event, Robert? I love the tribal combat at the weekend, Vaughn. Are you a dumbass? It was terrible. I preferred diesel versus table. <laughs> To wash it down for for you, Bobby, I made you a drink. It's a cup of tea. Tables. It's a table in a china glass. China cup. Are you sure you're ready for Brown Breaker? Ready. I'm ready, willing, and table. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Mackenzie. Chad table. <laughs> Good night, Robert. <laughs> So 
So Mackenzie asked Vaughn about bronze. If you haven't watched bronze promo from last week, by the way, go and check it out. It's genuinely good. Right. Bronze such an arsehole in it. Yeah, he's brilliant. He, I believe it from. I love his new entrance theme. It's not new, but this new version of him, where it's like, oh, he sat there in the crowd going, oh, well, who are we going to, if you're a perform- performative NXT audience seal, yeah. who are we going to clap for next when they come out? And you just hear, <laughs> and you're like, oh, sh- business is about to pick up. <laughs> Love his gear, by the way. Badass. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, she says, a bit harsh, that. And uh, Robert Stone steps in and goes, well, Mackenzie, let me tell you, sticks and stones may break my bones, but tables will never hurt me. <laughs> Except they will, because they, they, they have splinters. Uh, but Vaughn says, ah, it's all right, Bobby. We don't have to play it cool. Uh, people have talked bad about him all of his life, but tonight, badass Bron's going to get put in his place. And he stares down the lens. Hey, Bronny boy, tonight I got a special reservation. Table for one with your name on it. Rum your mouth all you want, but tonight your ass is going to get tabled. Yeah! I want to do that. I'm going to start having street fights with people. Just as I take my jacket off, you just hear like, you're getting tabled today, boy. You're getting Wilborn. Just see, uh, like that's, I said this to you in the office. Like, that's probably why Yvonne's head wasn't quite in the game because of the match itself. Because he's gone out looking for the table. I said it'd have his name on it. <laughs> There's no writing on this table. Or he pulls it out and goes, this table is for far more people than one. <laughs> but we'll get to this epic in due course. Yeah. Um, because, and I want to try and do this all as one. Because this is, you know, people try and boil down what the, the quintessential... Not 2.0, but mm. this version of NXT is. Neon Extreme Tits. Yes. And I'd say it was whatever the hell the Heritage Cup stuff was on this show. Because this is so new NXT. Big match tonight for the Heritage Cup trophy. That's not the real Heritage Cup trophy. doesn't matter. It match not, uh, the result's not going to matter in about 10 minutes anyway. I tried to explain this to Nicholas. Oh. And I put, like, Heritage Cup in inverted commas. And then I realized he wouldn't, he might just think that's how I label it. So I had to put in brackets, not really. Yeah. And then explain what I even meant by that. Well, it's basically what the storyline they're doing with CM Punk on Collision. He but said that, and I got increasingly annoyed by it because he would just continue to make comparisons to the real world's title, and I got very annoyed. NXT were there first. Well, right, no, shut up. They were. I know. <laughs> I mean, in the words of uh, the oldest man alive. And I mean... <laughs> Folks, where's the line? And it doesn't really matter who was first anyway, because people are actually watching this show, so yeah. they'd see it first. I'm going to just, just stroll past that. <laughs> I didn't realise that the... So Noam Dar lays claim to the cup because Oromensa lost it. I get, I can yes. get there, right? Yeah, I can yeah, get yeah. there. Right, so it was Oromensa that lost it. Oh, I never lost it. And it, like, so I'm, I'm, I'm still a champion. What are you going to do about it? I'm still a champion, right? I do get that. Uh-huh. I can find a bit of... Even though he said, you defend it for me. It's a heel thing to do is like, I never said it, just pretend, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. I didn't realise there was a second physical Heritage Cup. Oh, right. I, like, I was just thinking, he was like, oh, yeah, I, I'm the uncrowned champ. I haven't got it, but I'm still the champion yeah. and I happily defend it against you. I didn't realise he'd just gone to the trouble of getting a second one. He's got an exact replica made. Nobody wanted a first one. <laughs> and now there's two of them. It's like The Undertaker and Kane. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't want to talk a lot about this because I'm not a huge fan of Heritage Cup-style match, matches, no, to be it's honest. It's the only genre of wrestling AEW hasn't stolen <laughs> for a good reason. It gets going. You're like, I had to tell you what, you know, 
Noam Dar, Tyler Bate, two brilliant British wrestlers, by the way. This new metaphor entrance is goaded, yeah. by the way. Looks fantastic. Looks great. And then, well, it's not even, and then the bell rings, because the bell rings, and you go, great, Tyler Bate, yeah. Noam Dar, give them all the time they want. I love seeing them work together. I love, I think Noam Dar's really underrated, for example. No pun intended, but he's having a bit of a purple patch, isn't he? Yeah. Like, it's going well at the moment. And then, and then they go, right, time to stop that match. Yeah. Time to stop. Just ring the bell and let them go, and then ring the bell and make them stop. Like, it's oh, stupid rules. So, probably. round one, stalemate. Round two, uh, Tyler Bate hits the Tyler Drive in 97, goes 1-0 up. Round three, um, we saw about 30 seconds, I think, because it was after a commercial break. Oh, no, sorry, was there a running in round one? Because I thought Tyler Bate's stalemate was Trent Seven. <laughs> Double down to end the third round. Uh, uh, there was a bit with Tyler Bate. Nice, uh, well-timed bit with Bate draping his arm over Dahl. But, oh, yeah. no, the time's run out. Uh, round four, Noam Dar targets his leg, puts him in a knee bar, and Tyler Bate tries to hold out. That, that was this the only bit where the timing kind of worked, or like Tyler Bate being like, oh, can I hold out for another whole minute? And it's like, no, you're yeah. in a knee bar. I did like the fact that he didn't just hold out for 60 seconds or whatever it was. He tapped. Um, I like an early tap in an Ironman match mm. by a wrestler thinking, you know what, I can take, I got 50 minutes to get a fall back. I will say that. It, it, as much as uh, people quite rightly uh, poo poo that Ironman match between Orton and Cena, that is one of the best moments in it. Yeah. I think he gets him in the STF and Orton taps like instantly. Yeah. Because he's like, well, smart stuff. Just do that. Mm -hmm. And then he tries to murder him with Pyro at another point. Yeah. Which is going. Smashing, smashing buttons. Why don't I press this one? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, one all going into the fifth and final round. Oh, and Noam Dahl refused to break the knee bar for ages, so he's hobbling around his bait. Uh, Aura Mensa tries to get involved. Um, they trade some falls. Dahl counters another Tyler driving 97. Uh, cradles bait, but uh, bait reverses the cradle. One, two, three. So Tyler bait wins. He retains the fake heritage cup. Mm. I want to get your thoughts on this, but I also want to get your thoughts on what came later. So t first of all, tell me your thoughts on the match. And whilst you're doing that, I'll bring up the conversation that came later. Very little, though I will say, unlike a lot of the other Heritage Cup matches we've endured, the format um, actually aided the story they were telling. Yeah. Like, I honestly think, like, Tyler Bate was there to, like, outthink and outfight mm -hmm. Noam Dar. But Noam Dar's, like, he's, he's one of them wrestling characters that is... Dumb, but he's the smartest guy in a dumb group. Yeah. So he has it in him to every now and then strategize and think about little ways that he can wriggle through things. But he's stupid, so he doesn't think it all the way through. Yeah. He's uh, like Wiley Coyote is smart <laughs> enough to contact Acme to get the weapons, but he's too <laughs> stupid to deploy them and catch Roadrunner. Yeah. And Noam Dar's kind of that in the metaphor. Um, so he lays all these traps, but then he falls into half of them himself. So I didn't actually mind them using the rules for that. Uh, I just thought the idea of a, a second trophy was preposterous. I, and I thought that before what came next. So, yeah, you think, right, that's an interesting decision because I thought, oh, are they going to use shenanigans? He's going to win. He's going to be like, I'm the real champion. Nathan, yeah. sorry, you've got, we've got a new bit that we... Nathan Fraser. When I'm cleaning windows. <laughs> he's going to say, well, I'm the, I'm the Heritage Cup champion. And What's on say, that, by the way? What? Just because he's British. British, yeah, that's fine. Um... <laughs> Checks and out. champ versus champ for whatever the next big show is. And we'll, sh we'll find out that about that a little bit later on, I believe. I bet we will. Um, but no, Bate wins. And I go, okay, well, at least we get Tyler Bate, Nathan Fraser, I suppose, mm -hmm. for the true title or whatever. Instead, Tyler Bates, later on this is, Tyler Bates backstage with the Heritage Cup. Oh, what the metaphor. And they say, we need that back now. I know you won, but we need it back. 
Uh, because it's his emotional support trophy or whatever it is. <laughs> Tyler Bate quite rightly goes, I want it fair and square. Yeah. In comes Nathan Fraser. When I'm cleaning windows. And Tyler Bate, they try to do a cutesy little like, oh, I'm seeing double. And then a bit like me, when a joke doesn't land in the office, always lands on the pods, but when it doesn't land in the office, yeah. always good to explain a joke. <laughs> Nathan Fraser literally says, literally says, oh, it's like the Spider-Man meme this. Yeah, the, kind of the whole point is you don't actually say it. You say, I'm seeing double, and then you screenshot that image, and you put it out on socials, and you go, well, what's the difference between these two pictures? They're the same picture, or whatever you want to do. Does Nathan Fraser think that's what he's just said there is a hard-hitting home truth? <laughs> is that what you do? He's like, it's a, it's like a sort of a version of Von Wagner explains it all. <laughs> There's just a bunch of, that's what it is, right? There's, a, oh my God, we've unlocked something here. Okay. There is a bunch of wrestlers on NXT loads of them that do not know the very existence of a metaphor. So nobody has flagged up that this stable is called a metaphor. Nobody knows it's wordplay. Oh, yeah, because they're a meta for. Yeah, but it's also a play on words. What's a play on words? <laughs> Just blank faces in the whole locker room. What? Huh? So anyway, uh, Noam Dahl's like, please give my cup back. <laughs> so pathetic. Which works for his character, I get it, right? And Nathan Fraser says, all right, Tyler Bate will give you the trophy. Tyler Bate has no say in this, by the way. Yep, none. He says, Tyler Bate will give you that trophy if you admit it's fake. And I go, okay, fair. Mm -hmm. And he says, I'm not going to admit it's fake. And long story short, Nathan Fraser completely accepts that and says, okay, not only do you get the trophy back, you get a title shot now. And Tyler Bate just looks at him and he goes, no, no, I owe you one. And I go, what the hell's going on? This wasn't so much having your cake and eating it as it was having your cake and farting on it. Like, <laughs> this is why NXT is the best goddamn show of the week. Yeah, the, you're right, you know, because this was like, this was the brand of insanity that it, on a wider level, is absolutely meaningless. Yeah. This stupid, inane turn of events will matter. Not even to three people this week, because Cedric's off. It will matter to two, because with I know the numbers, growth product. Wait a second, you're telling me Adam Nicholas didn't say what went down on NXT then? <laughs> yeah. Like, I love Brandon Thurston, but somebody is fiddling those NXT graphs, because I know for a fact there are two people invested, and they're in this room. Yeah. Right? What a load of silly bollocks <laughs> all of this was. Just... For all the reasons you've outlined, remember when 2.0 first started, and it was such a shock to the system, that you're a bit like, like, and look, Love him now. I'm a colleague of one of his closest confidants. But weren't she Tony D'Angelo? There's a lot of things that don't make sense. <laughs> a lot. Spend a lot of time on why this cannot fundamentally work. Welcome to this segment. And now we're just so brothered into this oh. brand that you're like, finally the locker room's getting its groove back. I've, like All this was short of was like a, a toxic attraction adjacent group coming up and writers like Noam Dar's about to get handed the Heritage Cup trophy. He's distracted by the women and then like drops the trophy on his foot and he's got a broken toe and he's injured for six yeah. months or something. Like that was all that this was short of. People often say that Sidge is like, oh, he's grumpy and he always, he's biased towards AW and he hates WWE. Roderick Sidge. I guarantee if he was sat here today, yeah. he would have loved this as well. Yeah, of course he if would. If it happened on Monday Night Raw, he would have buried it, yeah. quite rightly. And also, be he's not biased, he just Dynamite. holds things to a higher standard than me and Hamlet because we're fed pill, basically. Yeah. If, if it was on Dynamite, he would be raging. Oh, be like a chair getting thrown at the street. Like, Roy would be like, see Hamlet, you're wrong again. Yeah. Your show's Smack rubbish. Right now, he wouldn't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but this, 
we just it's it's the I don't know maybe maybe you can help me with this is there a is it like when you've got like two kids and mm-hmm. the you, but the older kid does something and you're like you bell it maybe don't say that to a child <laughs> you idiot you shouldn't have done that and then the younger kid does the exact same thing and you go ah you can you can do what you like it is very difficult sometimes you you know you're not going to have this right now with your beautiful incoming baby and that thing will just be perfect there's going to be one day where you walk in working like hamlet you lied the baby isn't perfect <laughs> but like well that would have been uh, if it arrived yesterday and stolen my big day yeah indeed mine and Shana's big day and that's it no one else you'd fart on your own cake no <laughs> forget it push it off the table and Louise is like, please take me to the hospital. <laughs> no. Are all my candles blown out? No. Of course it's not. I went to, what, 34, 35? No. God, yeah, 35. 35. Like, all right, mate, I'm 38. Like, the, <laughs> like, no. Is the 35 candles blown out? Seriously. Like, do you need me to tell you how many centimetres I am? How many candles are blown out? Well, just blow them <laughs> out then, Adam. <laughs> uh, very quickly before we move on. Uh, I can't remember if this was on. Uh, it must have been on the raw Review, mm-hmm. uh, or, uh, or SmackDown. Or, no, we didn't do SmackDown. All great. What am I talking about? It's the wrong show. <laughs> SummerSlam <laughs> or <laughs> Collision. My head's all over the place at the moment. Yeah. Do you want to tell the listeners the one image that I sent you on, I think it was Tuesday evening, uh, following on from our conversation about a certain X Factor star? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Um, Adam Wilborn, Adam Wilborn, um, the professional broadcaster in a past life was a about, radio hotshot. It's about, how long have I been here? It's about seven years ago to the day the other day. You're aging that beautifully, I, by I the walked way. out on that. I left them behind, left them in my dust. Yeah, like Cody leaving AW. Yeah. You're aging beautifully. It was um, the easy decision I never made, by the way. I could see <laughs> I could see the way the radio industry was going, and I wanted no part of it. Well, I could see from this picture there was one thing the radio industry was trying to do to keep you on the hook, and that was introducing you to the X Factors, Cher Lloyd, <laughs> Swagger Jagger herself. Uh, do Americans won't know who Cher Lloyd is, will they? I don't know, because... Should they have a crossover? Well, interestingly, right, Americans barely know who Cheryl Cole is, despite yes. despite Will I Am's best efforts, right? They desperately tried to break Cheryl Cole big in America, and she didn't really take, and a lot of people, unfairly, in my opinion, just basically told Cher Lloyd, are you just uh, Cheryl Cole wannabe? Just because they happen to come like from the same TV show, uh-huh. unfair. But I don't think Cher Lloyd made it in America. She had a song. What what podcast was it on when we were talking about her? It was one of them was early, one. earlier this week. Yeah. She, had a, she came off talent show, The X Factor. She looked a bit like her coach, Cheryl Cole, formerly of Girls Aloud. Um, and she had a song called Swagger Jagger. That, um, Did not chart in the US. No. And it should have, because um, I know a little bit of something about American music history. Mm-hmm. Right? And basically, if you track American history backwards chronologically, you go from, I don't know, let's say 2022, Beyonce, Break My Soul, Early 90s, uh, let's say, like, Tribe Called Quest, um, with Nirvana at the uh-huh. same time, grunge, yeah. grunge and um, rap and hip-hop movements colliding together. We go into the 80s with, well, just pick your favourite, like, 80s synth. I'm going to go with Boy Meets Girl, waiting for a start of four. Nice. Is it history? I'm pretty sure Billy Joel chronicles all of this and we didn't start the fire. <laughs> um, nothing. 
70s, 60s, 50s, 40s, 30s, 20s. Now happens. 1910s. Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling Clementine. And that's all Americans listened to for like 50 years. Yeah. And then Cher Lloyd thought, remix that. Swagger Jagger, Swagger Jagger, you can get some of your own. She should have been huge. Should have been. Should have, would have, could have. Were the last words of a fool. <laughs> Who did that? Was that Beverly Knight? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Should have, would have, could have. <laughs> I mean, oh, God. I know we Do you remember when uh, I know we I know we like going to Alexandra Burke invented the phrase there's an elephant in the room. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> Not you. She's all um, yeah. She was uh, yeah, Alexandra Burke. Right, we'll get back to her next thing. Another X Factor alumni. <laughs> oh, by the way, I've got an entire folder of photos of that. They just send any old loser off the X Factor down to, <laughs> to the commercial radio station I worked at. Just been knocked out, have you? The first one eliminated. Well, get yourself down to Birmingham. She's a nice person. She was lovely. Yeah, yeah I'm not saying she's a she loser. She comes across well, doesn't she? She was very nice. Well, uh, she to did be think fair. she invented it. But um, yeah, <laughs> we had Alexandra Burke in the UK a few years back saying, uh, Challenging her into Chris Jericho. I was kind of one of the first guys to uh, use the phrase elephant in the room. Oh, not you, Nelly. <laughs> I'm not going to do an impression of an impression here. But uh, if you think some of our voices and impressions are stupid, if you think Sidgwick can't do an accent, please Google Jesse from Little Mix doing accents. Bring yourself to that one on your dinner break after you finish listening to this podcast. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hank and Tank are backstage. They've got a new tag team name. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> Tank's like, we're Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. And even Hank's like, I don't think we can use that. Somebody once <laughs> told if, me. If, oh my God. Right. Tony Khan has done some phenomenal things. Yep. Uh, creating AW, creating opti- uh, a competition for WWE and therefore improving the product. Uh, all the, you know, multitude of things that he's done. Mm-hmm. Read it in Sidious' book, right? 
and he's obviously splashed out on quite a few epic songs. Yeah. Uh, I started watching Cocaine Bear the other day, and it starts with Jane. Yes. And I was just like, there's Orange Cassidy in this It's film. kind of the peak of the film, I think. That yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I did like the bit in the ambulance. Yeah. yeah. Get in, ambulance. <laughs> right. Rest is a bit rubbish. So, and he's obviously done, uh, did uh, uh, Brian Danielson, Final Countdown. Yeah, walked like for that. RVD last week. If Vince has gone, you know what, we are going to start playing for themes. Oh, cool. Who's it going to be first? You know, someone's huge on the main roster. I want those uh, two big lads to use uh, All Star by Smash Mouth to get them over. And if, to be honest, if they come back to that, I might think, yeah, let them win the tag titles off Tony D and Stacks. Could their entrance, like, because could it be like just like the opening credits to Shrek? They both come out of a wooden toilet where they've been having a dump. Yeah. Yeah, imagine Hank and Tank, like, go to the toilet in our houses. Oh, that just... Just do the flushing of a toilet and then out they come. Their finish is called Get Out of My Swamp. <laughs> they are onions. They've got layers. Oh, I just love it. Anyway, they they uh, they got beaten up. Kid uh, Cash, you know, he used to do a movie where, where he used to throw a chair at somebody's face. Right, I think Sammy was, Guevara. That guy, yeah. Um, and that was called Smash Mouth, because he would just get him in the face with it. It was good. Smash. I'm going to smash him. Yeah, they uh, got asked where the, the Creed brothers are. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. And they got the ass of Sanders. This is what I mean. Like, he's using walking around like the frigging Seth Rollins in 2018 with you comparing him to Steve Austin. Hey, like, it was a one-off, that. Mackenzie's <laughs> uh, chatting to Ilya Dragunov. Have you calmed down a bit now, Ilya? He says, I'm going to the ring. And I can promise, I'll make no predictions, but I promise pain. I love him. He's the best. Write it down one more time. I promise pain. No s***. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a new one. Uh, Mello's watching the monitor, by the way. Yeah. And he's uh, he's nervous about what's about to happen to his mate, obviously. But they've they've gone their separate ways for the time being. Mm, this is interesting. Amicable split. Um which is, I suppose, the best. It's nice for them to do it for once, to be honest. It's the subtle agency being afforded to Elia Dragunov here because he's kind of the... Like, we're kind of the first guy to uh, actually flag up. Wait a second, Trick. It's all because of you, this. <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody else has really, like, fired this one up just yet. Dijak walks in. This show is automatically improved whenever Dijak's on it. I think it's been a re- genuinely one of the best moves ever. It's, it's such a buzz when Dijak One of the arrives, best, like, not a step down. Yeah. I've never, never besmirched anyone's name by saying something like that. But... We can take you off the main roster and put you back in NXT. Oh, no. Oh, no, wait. You're awesome here. <laughs> Comes in. He says, I want to... Never mind about him. I want to kill you. Do you see what I did the other week, right? Wesley comes in. He's like, can I have a word? And Dijak's like, piss off. You're not in any title picture. Uh, and Lee gets into it with Dijak, then goes to turn around. Mello's pissed off. So Dijak throws him into the lockers. Yeah. Really good stuff. Just an unashamed, like, it is action movie dickhead Dijak. Like, he's finally become Donovan Dickhead. Yeah. Like, that's who Dijak is. Fundamentally, like that bit where, like, reasonable question. Dijak, what are you doing here? <laughs> and he just, like, this is how he speaks now. I do what I want and I go where I want. Yeah. I know that in a broader sense. I mean, what are you doing here right now with me? <laughs> Love him. Love him. Keep all the, always have, I'd have him wrestling sunglasses. Yeah. Basically, at the moment, he's that kind of 80s film cliche. And then when he turns babyface, just, like, Rambo him up. Yeah. Like, give him a headband or something. Like, I'm sick of people giving me abuse. I've been spending time in the woods. I'd believe it. Yeah. 
Loving. Um, but Ilya Dragunov's in the ring. Uh, it is time for Trick to take responsibility for his actions. <laughs> Don't keep me waiting, he says. Trick comes down and says, I'm going to be any hand-holding or come by R tonight. Uh, you mean business, Ilya, and so do I. Um, you got no right making demands after the... Great American Bears. And God bless the United States. Uh... And uh, Ilya's like, don't take any, don't take any more steps. Uh, you know what happened last time we were in the ring together. Trick was like, yeah, I'll let my anger get the better of me, and you show me why you're the dragon. But I've got a proposal for you. I want intermission, says Ilya, because you cost me the title. Trick says, uh, I'm not the reason you lost the title. I didn't even hit you with the title. You ran into it, dickhead. Um, so what, let's have a better knuckle fight then, basically. Uh, I want to prove I'm not a sidekick, says Trick Williams. Uh, I can prove what I want to prove. I can beat one of the top names in NXT. Uh, Ilya says, you don't know what you're asking for. Uh, every time I get close to the title, something <laughs> bloody happens. <laughs> I'm going to break you. Trick tells Ilya to bring his A game. Uh, I know you're the guy who beat Gunther, Bron, and everyone but Mello. Um, but I'm going to beat you sort of thing. Uh, bring it to Heat Wave, because I'm going to do two. And uh, Ilya basically says, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. At uh, NXT Heat Wave. <laughs> oh, I like it warm, but I don't like it this warm. <laughs> the new, new, new uh, things just dropped. Very good. <laughs> oh. I was getting all excited to reveal my No Mercy thing, and they dropped this for a two weeks. I know. Time. Yeah. <laughs> I like it warm. I have to go away. I have to come back again. Yeah. Oh. No mercy's tagline should be. So much for the summer, eh? <laughs> Stop it, man. This is a shoot what he says when he walks into work and it rains. Like, I need you to understand how it is when you sat at your desk and it's not even nine o'clock and this dickhead walks in and it's pouring a rain and you've been soaked by it first thing. And I've got a coat on and my shorts. Yeah, Right up, like, not just on your desk, in your face. Yeah. Like, because you've got the advantage of movement, and I'm just sat in my chair, right? Oh. So much for summer, eh? And again, if that gets no reaction, in emergency, break glass, wink in their face, and then it always gets a pop. Yeah, push them over. Fully <laughs> <laughs> Willborn. Fully Willborn. I, um, what was I even going to say? Oh, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Uh, yeah, great. Um, every now and then, there is a wrestling character, a performer, a gimmick, that and this is not a bad thing. It's just a feeling I have where I just think, "Thank God I don't work with you." And it, and for several years now, it's been Ilya Dragunov. Yeah, right. In every version of his persona, I'm just so glad I don't work with Ilya Dragunov. He would either be the nice guy, that badass, just donated half his salary to charity. <laughs> like I still don't want to go for a dinner break with yeah. him. Yeah, like he's the last. But when you go to the coffee machine or you go get water from Dakula, oh, no, I've got to boil the kettle and stand next to Ilya for two minutes. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh Christ, is Ilya still at the photocopier? Yeah. Like I j- it just no thanks. Um, bring. Uh, we've got a new guy starting. Um, we bring um, Elia. He's just been transferred over. Oh, he's not transferred over from that office. They're weird in that office. <laughs> but Trick is brave in that. Like, he should be afraid. He is afraid, but he's masking how afraid he is. And he's going to die. Like, they're telling you what's going to happen here. Elia is going to beat him. Yeah. But this could be like... Already a, did it, I think, last week. This could be a gun to the beating. Yeah. Like, Trick could have a good night off all this. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. I, I think this is a really clever idea and a nice setup. And... Uh, there's not many characters that are more different than Trick yeah. Williams and Ilya Dragon, and yet this somehow still works. He's like under the lights, 
chest throbbing from one of Elias Stiff's shots. <sighs> I like it hot, but not this hot. <laughs> like the my mum says that I like it warm, but not that warm. She's a it's her birthday day. Happy birthday, Penny. Hey, happy birthday. Happy, thank you for looking after my kids as we speak. I hope they're not ruining your day. Chances are, though. Like they ruined so many of mine. Um, <laughs> Love them. You never guess what happened next. Charlie Dempsey, yeah. Drew Gulak, got a pop out of me. Oh. Because uh, they were supposed to face Hank and Tank later on, but obviously yeah. got their asses kicked, mm-hmm. so that matches off. And Drew Gulak's moaning about everyone being swarfed, and he says, why don't they get in the bloody wambulance? <laughs> Of course that got you. Of course it got you. The wham. Uh, and in comes Damon Kemp. Yeah. And you think, oh, well, at least you're not your brother. Um, <laughs> I think that about Charlie Dempsey. Hey, at least you're not your father. Hey, Damon Kemp, did you get a less unbearable? <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw you. I saw your brother's debut. And I, uh, it was against Baron Corbin. I thought it was a wrestling debut. Turns out it was piss. <laughs> you know, I've got one stone. One's got taken in an ambulance. And uh, they said, oh, Mr. Eagle, I'm just going to hook you up now. I'll just uh, check your vitals. I'll hook you up to a drip. And I thought, oh, this, this drip feels weird. It's not, uh, it's not uh, morphine. It's not uh, It's not uh, blood. You know, blood transfusion. I look up. It's bloody urine going into me. Well, I'm getting piss put in my veins. I got, I got to the hospital. And they said, uh, it's very important you get your fluids back up, Mr. Eagle. Would you like a drink? And I said, yes, please. I'm quite used to it now. Can I have a cup of piss? And then they brought it over and I spat it out. It was hospital coffee. Uh, he says, do you want a partner? And they go, no. <laughs> yeah. And then in comes Briggs and Jensen. I was like, where the hell have you been? I know, man. This Where's like, your storyline gone? It is like we have to commit it to death. Dead RIP. We have tried and failed to bring this one back to life. It is dead. Unless yeah. Damon I, Kemp is working for Kiana James yeah. to cost them the match for reasons we don't know yet. Well, I don't know if I should bring... I'm just going to bring it up now, because I forget otherwise. You know this... I don't know if this is a new development, but you know, like, uh, Keanu James, like, shut up about business. I've got a wild past. That's a thing now. Oh, yeah. Nobody talking about business. I've got a wild past. Like, and you're supposed to think, like, oh, that stuff with uh, Gigi was just scratching the surface. Yes. It's not just paint. There's more, there's more than just paint, like, running through her veins. is blood. Like, I'd love it if by her wild past, she met, like, six weeks ago, and it was this story. Like, <laughs> i got a wild past. Remember standing the liver in April. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was April. So that sets up another match for later. Uh, Roxanne Perez is chatting with uh, Rey Mysterio. He's very impressed what we saw from her. The And God bless <laughs> the United States. Uh, and he goes to speak to Thea Hale. Uh, she's very excited and nervous. Yeah. What a lovely moment. Sorry, review. All of this was good. Yeah. Review this. Uh, he says, look, I know what it feels to be the ultimate underdog. Uh, I see the heart you show every week. You'll be a champion one day. Um, and Thea says, look, can I ask you a question? I know you're not getting along right now with your son, but you still love him, right? He says, look, I don't agree with Dom. I don't agree with his friends that he's hanging out with, but at the end of the day, he's my son. I still love him, and I hope eventually one day he returns to the family. Uh, and he says, come on, keep your chin up, basically, to the hail. And then in comes Andre Chase and Duke Bloody Hudson, and he's like, wow, Ray Mysterio, Thea, hey, how was that? She was like, yeah, unlike you, he'd never throw in the towel. Oh, an arrow to my heart. You're not wrong. Like, don't get me wrong, right? I wish Chase you still had the sturdiness and stability of a, a like a lean gate valves or something. <laughs> but I like watching them fall apart, right? I like yeah. watching them fall apart. Uh, have we had, has there been, is this a thing? 
Like, oh yeah, of course you're not aware of this. Yeah, she's in a she, grump now. She like lost faith in chased her in the towel. Yeah, yeah, great. To save her. Uh-huh. Like great stuff. Um, obviously to try and save her in the match. Like, was he saving her or was he saving all of us? Because I remember wanting that match to end desperately. I was tapping long before Thea Hill refused to give up. She tried to throw in the towel last week when he was facing Corbin, and Corbin just caught him and threw it back at her. That's <laughs> she stormed off. I'm gonna watch that. That sounds great. Great. Um, Corbin I, was good last week. Well, what I loved about this was so I'm seeing Thea Hill, and she's like, so it's Rey Mysterio, and she's scrappy do Thea Hill. Oh, so great to meet you. Oh, I, I've, I've, I'm feeling really like up for it. You're such an icon. Uh-huh. What can I learn from you? Da, da, da. Just drops. It's like the um, Julia Hart pivot. Yeah. Cheerleader to like, like she's broken. She's got an edge now. She's never, like the magic of Chase, she was never coming back for her. She's lost all the faith in the teachings. She's lost faith in the teacher. And what, like is Andre Chase going to end up alienating Duke Bloody Hudson? Or is he going to, like, is he going to pick a side? I love it. I yeah. love it. So else you probably loved Bron versus Von. Oh my god! That comes next. Uh, the unstoppable force meets the immovable object. That does not make sense. We moved around in this match. How the hell would I get to the ring if I was either stopped or immovable? Make it make sense, Vic. I understand your position with Booker T. So this is where we found out what makes Vic tick. Yes, because uh, Bobby Stone's there. Uh, Von powers Bron into the corner, but Breaker knocks him down with a clothesline, keeps dropping him, hits a standing moonsault for two. Uh, there's a double clothesline. They both get knocked down. Um, Von comes back with a big boot. The crowd are excited for tables. Uh, Von sets Bron up, gets him up on his shoulders, but Bron grabs onto the ropes, gets off uh, his uh, gets off his shoulders, gets off Von's shoulders, ducks underneath the clothesline, hits the ropes, Huge spear yeah. to Von Wagner. One, two, three. Bron Breakers won. Okay. Lovely. Except afterwards, Robert Stone hops up on the apron to make sure Von's all right. And Bron seizes his opportunity, grabs hold of Robert Stone, gets him up, lifts him for a gorilla press. Von grabs Robert Stone, pulls him off there, knees Bron. Bron spills out to the floor. The crowd realizes what's about to happen. He grabs Bron, gets him up. Boom! Powerbomb through the table. Awesome spot. Huge peb. Mm-hmm. And did you see what happened when that table broke? I forgot to mention this on the SummerSlam review. The Brock Cody F5 through the table was one of the most perfect table spots I've ever seen because he hit it, bounced, and then the table broke. And then it collapsed, oh, yeah. My favourite kind of table break, that. They think they've like put some little springs oh. in it or something to give you that last little dunk before it all collapses. Oh, watch this bit back. I'll even have a look to see if it's on the, the dot-com photos in a minute. Mm. As the table explodes, I don't know where it was, but it looks like a big bag of sweets goes flying. It's probably Booker's. Well, I'm thinking if you're going to be yelling stuff like this. Oh, moment! Being hopped up on sugar sure makes a lot of sense. It looked like a massive bag of Mawam. Oh, I love Mawam. I love Mawam. I'll see if there's an image on this on .com, but I think that's what it was. But yeah, what did you make of all this? Uh, I want to talk about Mawam now. Mawam greater than Haribo. Right? Yeah, yeah, I went there. Mawam pinballs. Okay. Number three. Mawam mini chews, where it looks like it's going to be one solid brick of sweets, but in fact there's like four or oh, five yeah. in one piece of paper, number two. Mawam strips, number one. Oh, my God. Mawam strips yeah, are unbelievable. I can eat an entire bag of them. 
and I do, and I will on break, Saturday. In, without even breaking a sweat. sweat. You know who else doesn't break a sweat? The Maua mascot, while he's just having full consent and intercourse with every bit of fruit he can get his hands on. <laughs> Google Mauam rapper or Mauam man or Mauam fruit man or whatever. That guy has his way with any bit of fruit he likes. <laughs> He's in that guy is such that guy is such a shagger. Yeah, I'll get on with two cherries. That guy is such a shagger he should be on NXT, the Mauam guy. Yes. He is like there is not a fruit he is not f- in the name of Brandon. <laughs> I've never noticed that before. Probably because you're just tearing into the packets because the Mauams taste so good. Yeah, out of the way. Absolutely mega shoot goat. I'm getting some on top of the pops this week because I think it's coming back. Match was really good. See if you can find it there. I think it's that we're just looking through the dot com images. Look, ready? Look, there's yeah, the table yeah. about to get broken. Boop. Oh, oh, what? Charlie Dempsey. On the. <laughs> on the. I swear. Look there. Do you see there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you, uh, if you're going on .com, go on www.com forward slash photos. Inexplicably, the cover photo for it is the one I'm on about with the sweets going flying, but you can't see that in there. You know what? That is disgusting clickbait. And if there is one thing I can't stand, it's websites that put an image on and get you to click and then w- click through hypothetically like 10 slides minimum before you get what you want. I think that's absolutely disgusting behavior from the market leader. Let's get back to the mile on fruit dragon. <laughs> the orange one, he's like, don't mind if I do. <laughs> you know what he's saying to the orange one, don't you? <laughs> he's got the orange one in a certain position. <laughs> he's looking upon it and he's asking, hey, uh, hey, orange, <laughs> check the clock. Time to suck my cock. <laughs> oh, I'm a clock. Time to suck my cock. So, yeah, that was awesome. Von and Braun was great. Um, Braun shouldn't be beating, sorry, Von shouldn't be beating Braun at this point, but... What a moment for him. Yeah. It's okay. Like, this was pro... Like, getting your heat back has been bastardized, yeah. like everything. But this felt like a very earned way of doing it. Like, Von Wagner's having a moment here. And Braun Breaker's kind of untouchable on this brand. So this, to me, was the perfect arrangement of things. I really want Von to be like, Mr. Stone, I have got into merchandise now. I got an idea for a new shirt. To go with our, you, you, what was it? You getting tabled or yeah. whatever it was. What if I call myself the head of the table? <laughs> <laughs> no, Vaughn, we can't do that. Okay, idea number two. My father was a Beverly brother. How about we get purple, Brandon? Because there's no one that wears purple, <laughs> and I'll be the bloodline. No, Vaughn, we can't do that. There's two things wrong with that, Vaughn. I'd say when it comes to uh, putting people through tables, I'm kind of elite at that. <laughs> For God's sake, Vaughn, we can't go near that one. New plan. My dad was a big fan of uh, the Honky Tonk Man. And what do you think of when you think of the Honky Tonk Man? That's right. Longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time. I'm going to do it. Robert, find me whoever's got the belt, and I'm going to beat him. Jesus Christ, Vaughn. I know you're up to your nuts and therapist guts, but you gotta watch the product for once in your stinking life. <laughs> uh, nice video about Eddie Thorpe Heritage. He wants to kick Dijek's ass. Yeah, I want to watch that match again. Yeah. So um, decent. This. Uh, what was this? Oh yeah, Rhea and Dom are backstage. Um, Rhea says Ray being here proves that Dom's making the Mysterio name relevant again. In comes Lyra Valkyria and says, "Did what you said. Beat the crap out of J C Jane." But you're, I've just realized you're a horrific manipulator. <laughs> um, having watched everything you've ever done, 
Uh, and uh, then she says, oh, you're going to, is Mammy going to help Dom again? And then she leaves and Maria just sort of looks at her. And Dom says, I only know when he gets to say Mammy. Just, just great. And they all power up, isn't it? Thanks for the motivation, snake. Oh, why'd you bite me? <laughs> Brilliant. Photo shoot time. Where are these photos, by the way? Get them out mm-hmm. right now. Because uh, the, um, oh, what would you call them? Oh, yeah. The tag team champions of NXT are getting their photos taken. Yeah. Tony D and Stax are there. Tony D's going, oh, who's the champs? We're the goddamn champs. Right. And then in comes the Gideon, led by the Jed, <laughs> to say, where are the bloody creeds? And they're like, we talk talking about it. And uh, he goes, if anyone has any information, it's you two. Now spill. And Stack says, oh, finally something we can agree on. And he said, oh, we knew you guys would come around. And they're like, God's sake, where are the creeds? Tony says, oh, the creeds? We don't know nothing about no creeds. And they just said, but you just said you had information. And Stack says, yeah, we got information. Like, Tiffany Strand's going to be starring in the next Barbie movie. Was that guy's heist? Was that on his mind because he'd watched it with you? Because I told the listeners yesterday that Stax was there for your birthday, and that's why he couldn't be on the podcast. He, I, I will say this, he was going to come with me, Yeah, but I think what with watching The Godfather Part 2 last week, yeah. I think he's kind of maxed out on films at the moment. He's seen, like, now upwards of two films. Yeah. He's seen three films. I think he's considering it. Well... I, he'll explain more when he comes in later, I'm okay. sure, because right. I, I think he's seen some of the press and... Here, man. It, Maybe it, the trailer played when he watched the Godfather Part 2. No, he bought the box set. That was it, because he didn't realise there was a third one. Do you know a new bit of Stax Law happened yesterday while you were off? Oh, right. Um, yeah, he didn't come in, by the way. Just, oh, yeah. Like, no, so he I didn't come at your birthday, but he didn't make we it. We did say, it. to be fair, Sidge said last week um, he will be busy with championship commitments in the in the coming weeks if, if he's not here. Yeah. Which is annoying, because I'm not going to be here either oh, what, with man. paternity leave. But like, and he likes you now as well. So yeah, he'll we be get disappointed on. about all of that. It's a big shame that. Um, yeah, Nicholas pointed out, and this is the benefit of having, like, as he said yesterday, sometimes coming in with a set of fresh eyes can really help. We are all trapped yeah. in the bubble very yeah. much, aren't we? And sometimes the studio's a bubble. And I didn't, you know, we've always said, oh, yeah, I think I can hear, like, the uh, helicopter slash airplane uh-huh, coming. Yeah. And we've got the um, helipad that a plane lands on yeah, outside yeah, what yeah, studios. Yeah, 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 yeah. It all ties together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nicholas mentioned, apropos of nothing, he's actually seen him driving up before. And I was like, driving up? Whoa. So, because we're always in here, when he, to our surprise, kicks the door open. All uh-huh. the listeners have heard the door opening. Uh-huh, That's yeah. definitely true. You can't prove I'm lying, right? And uh, yeah, Nicholas, I've seen a car pulling up. And I was like, wait a minute, he's got a car as well. What car's he got? Well, I don't know, but he must sometimes set up his own airport transfer. So sometimes the plane, you know, we've heard the plane landed on the roof. Uh-huh, yeah. He must get a car transfer from the roof around. It must be like a one-way system or something. Well, there is in Gateshead, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has to follow that one-way system around, and Nicholas has seen that car come up, so I'll have to find out what car he's got. Yeah, if you're, if you're travelling anytime soon uh, and you're walking through an airport, just check those boards that normally say, like, Mr. Smith. Yeah. Just see if it just says the word stacks. Stacks, yeah. And if you go into an airport to pick someone up, maybe you tell your mate that you're not going to write their name down, you're going to write the word stacks down to pop them. Yeah, please do that, and send us pictures. Yeah, please. Um, maybe we could take him on the Metro from Gateshead Interchange, and then he'd be in on planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> so, uh, they, yeah, we got information. Uh, Tiffany Stratton's going to be in the new Derby. Uh, Derby? Derby and Barbie movie. <laughs> um, oh, I'm Tiffany Stratton. I'm from Derby. <laughs> the new Derby movie. You could be going out with, hang out with Hiroshi Tanahashi, couldn't she? So from Leeds. All right, I'm Hiroshi Tanahashi from Leeds, and I'm Tiffany Stratton. I'm from Derby. Why is it like a Derby accent is really hard to do? You spend time in the middle. I've got some friends in Derby. Yeah. Derby. 
I like Middock. Yeah. Is that Derby? Yeah, close East Midlands, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tony says... West, West is best when it comes to uh, Tony says, uh, Oh, you, you don't know uh, Wesley and uh, Dragonly are distant cousins? Uh, and Stack says, Yeah, before joining Metaphor, Oral Mental was rejected by JCU. <laughs> and Tony starts saying something else, and then Ava, she hasn't got a surname, she's a rock's daughter, just interrupts and goes, Where, where are the creeds? And Tony, Hey, oh, sweet cheeks, what are you yelling for? Stack says, Oh, pump the brakes, what are you, the cops? Uh, and then the Gigi the have had enough of this, and they're like, well, maybe some of our friends here can uh, help jog your memories. Uh, and the rest of the, you know, the mask people start trying to circle them. But thankfully, the boys have always got a backup plan. They've got crowbars. You want to fight? Let's go. Uh, and then, <laughs> then out of nowhere, yeah, yeah, go, actually, oh, we'd actually win the tag tiles. Now we're here, actually. <laughs> Tony says, you got better luck finding the goddamn creeds than taking these from us. Uh, and Joe Gates is like, guys, stay on task. And then they just leave. Just no notes on Stax and Tony D as the NXT's new top baby faces. I love it. Dempsey and Gulak uh, versus Briggs and Jensen. Uh, Miles Bourne. This is a new thing, I, I think. I've not been paying much attention during these mm. segments usually. He's like cornering them, uh, but he forgot to bring any water, so he gets kicked out of ringside. Uh, the only other thing I noted during this match, other than the finish, was Vic saying, as Dempsey cranked on an arm, that he had a regal approach to this kind of thing. Damon Kemp came down and suplexed Jensen on the floor. Oh, we're going to have to re- reverse roles here, because you know how like you've learned all about sex? Well, I'm going to have to learn about uh, obscure and oblique references here. Surely, if you, one's got a regal approach, that would imply that maybe you're of royalty, or you behave like that of a royal... That's William Regal. Oh. That's the reason he left AW to work with him and no other reason whatsoever. That's the... Yeah. And that's the reason why his work is weak as piss. <laughs> Dempsey hit a dragon suplex to, fine, to really. pin Jensen. Yeah, this is, this is, this is boring. <laughs> this is boring and it just made me pine for better days for the Cowboys. And I don't mean like in the future. I mean the ones in the past. Yes. Again. Bring them back. Uh, this was the D- Dana Brooke, Kalani Jordan bit. And then it was Keanu James versus Ivy Nile. Um, they started off, they went through a commercial break. And when they came back, it was their, ma- their ring was surrounded by Jizzian. Loads of them. Uh, like it was some sort of lumberjack match. Yeah. And they were banging on the ring like it was Lum- some cult. Lumberjays. <laughs> so Ivy Nile eventually manages to grab Keanu James into the dragon sleeper. But Ava swipes at her leg, distracts her. Uh, and so Keanu James just grabs her knees are in the back of the head and yeah. wins one, two, three. Post-match, the Yizim, led by Joe Gacy, slide in, grab Ivy now. Where the bloody hell are the Creeds? And thankfully, in comes the uh, tag team champions, Tony D and Stax, to swing crowbars and clear the ring and set up a tag title match next week against the Yizim. An interesting match set up. Um, and I, like, I, again, I don't really hate this. I... Think I, I feel really energized by Tony D and Stax having the belts because mm. well, not just because we love them and Stax is a close personal friend, but because Gallus don't have them. So I just feel like <laughs> it's that like you know the bit at the end of the Forty Year Old Virgin, the age of Aquarius. Please f- off, Gallus. <laughs> like it's, I, I'm, we're still I'm still riding that high, truthfully. Yeah. So this was this was fantastic. I am. What's uh, Keanu James' wild past? Like where, where's Ash got a wild past, mate? Like by the time that you. You're going to go off on paternity very soon. By the time you come back, 
I cannot wait to <laughs> reveal to you what her wild past is. She'll probably be world champion or something by the yeah. time I come she's back. Like, she's had a wild past. She was like, yeah, that's good. That's in the past. I've got a wild future. It's called building a new business. And she's <laughs> like, we're bringing that back. <laughs> so, yeah, um, uh, I think that was the last we saw of uh, Stacks on this mm-hmm. show. Yeah, yeah! Hiya, Hiya Stacks! Hiya, man, it's good to see you. Good to see you. Happy belated birthday, Worldwide! <laughs> oh, thanks very much, Stacks. I got you a little present! Oh, thanks. It's a it's a signed photo of you from the photo <laughs> shoot yesterday. That's very generous of you. I'll, I'm going to hang this up in my uh, in my man cave or, or maybe over my newborn baby's crib. Love that little guy! <laughs> Tell you what, I've, I've got a question... Now's not the right time. I'll, we'll, we'll save that for, for maybe in a few weeks, Stacks. <laughs> like, what is the deal? I feel like I know where that's going and I'm uncomfortable with it. What is the deal with Barbie? Barbie, Stacks. Well, Barbie was kind of an um, an innovation in the toy world, I believe, by Mattel. It was. Um, it was one of the first, like, sort of huge mega-release dolls, I believe, for girls to play with because uh, boys had an action man and girls were unfairly treated in that regard. Or it might be the other way around. They were given, like, dolls, weren't they? They set that yeah. up at the beginning of the Barbie movie, which I went to see yesterday, which is goated. I desperately want to see the Barbie movie, but my kids are losers, so I'm having to wait for them to go away so I can watch it. Um, <laughs> like, me and my wife are going to go see it at the earliest opportunity. And it, truthfully, like, Barbie and Action Man and all of those sort of things were from when, like, toys and gifts and things like that were very much, like, uh, like, is the phrase gender normative? It's like that thing. Now, anyone, yeah. anyone can enjoy a Barbie. Absolutely. Like, you see Ross from Friends saying his son can't in the night is, and even then it's like, yes, he can, if he wants to. Yes, he can. Like, Barbie's for everybody, as the film has proven, by making money out the ass. You know all about that, Stacks. Um, and it's being celebrated, it. celebrated by an entire new generation through the 2023 release Barbie, which has elevated and carried the Christopher Nolan dog roll Oppenheimer. That, Stacks, is Barbie. Or a uh, trailer for Barbie and got Major Godfather vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get you onto uh, a franchise very similar to The Godfather, but you're not going to believe it. There's a baby involved. What? I know. Anyway, what, what do you call a line of people waiting to buy the new Barbie doll? Uh, uh, can, I, can I, Stax? Go on. Is it a barbecue? It's a goddamn barbecue. <laughs> Right, three questions. That wasn't even the voice goddamn question. Wow. That was the setup. I know three a lot questions. of Australian wrestlers that would love that joke. Three jokes, three questions. Speaking of Barbie kills, by the way, because <laughs> yeah. I couldn't find any three goddamn jokes about Barbie. Nicely segued. Why do you never barbecue on a roof? Huh? Ooh, I ain't never seen a big boy get on the roof. Um, hmm. Why barbecue on a roof? What do you reckon, Wilborn? Like, uh, it's hard. Hi. Uh, mm. Sizz, sizzle. I'm really bad at these. I'm really bad at barbecues. I, maybe it's because I stuff gets burnt easy. So let's say because you need to keep temperatures low. Oh, good. That's nice, yeah? Good, but it's not right. Oh. Why should you never barbecue on your roof? <laughs> the stakes are too goddamn high. Good, ah! that's good. That's, I like that, yeah. What is the second question, <laughs> second joke? Back to Barbie now. Uh, right. What did the authorities do when Barbie's boyfriend was involved in a serious car accident? Wow. <laughs> Only a joke. <laughs> Just a joke. Uh, I want to, yeah, again, put over the flare. Your stand-up flare stacks is second to none. Bye. <laughs>
back to Barbie now. <laughs> the audience were doing Barbie jokes. They're actually brilliant at this. Major got time to be a champion. Um, what did the authorities do when Barbie's boyfriend was involved in a serious car accident? <laughs> Ken, police, police, Ken, police, Kennels. No, oh, Kenton. Don't know, don't know, Stacks. I don't know. What did the authorities do when Barbie's boyfriend was involved in a serious car accident? (laughs) They contacted his next of Ken. (laughs) (laughs) I like that one. Hearing a punchline is not worth the gruesome setup. (laughs) This was not that. Final question. Uh-huh. No judgment here. Just a joke, guys. Oh, God. You got reserves uh, back. You know, actually, I watched the bar- uh, 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 Willie told me about the Barbie movie, and this is this joke doesn't actually work because uh, there was a version. It doesn't matter. Right. Just a joke. Just a little bit of a rude joke. I do fact. worry, Stacks. If <laughs> you sail quite close to the wind. Hammy. Uh-huh. Final question, final joke, will you? Why isn't there a pregnant Barbie doll? Um, I mean, uh, right. Well, well, there is. I've watched the film stacks, and there's. It's not Barbie. I don't think she had a different name, but right, uh, like, I don't think that's going to be the answer. That doesn't make sense as a punchline, really. right? Well, the thing is, stacks. Again, you've not you've not seen the film, and I, based on your first question, you don't know about Barbie. But the thing is, Barbie is in a long term relationship with Ken, mm. and. You know, you can make the assumption that they're able to enjoy carnal activities, that whatever they wish. Uh-huh. But one of the carnal activities they can't enjoy is intercourse, because Ken's not got a penis, right? Oh. So the answer to your question, Joe, question, is because, because Stacks, Ken's not got a penis. Good, that right? <laughs> oh, okay, right. Why isn't there a pregnant Barbie doll? Because Ken came in another box. <laughs> Nice ducks. He laughed at his own there, didn't he? He really liked that one. He himself. Right. You got Lost the Thario's are texting each other. What was this? <laughs> they got, what a poor angle. Gaza was it. He was like crying. And single stuff. tear. Oh, man. Uh, their granddad's be disappointed in them. Uh, they're embarrassing him, says Umberto. Angel says we should be honouring him. I mean, you only you broke up after one loss on NXT, guys. This was one of them storyline developments, right, where you have to remind the people involved that wrestling's not a shoot. They booked the breakup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now they're like, come on, we've got to do so. It's not exactly Sean and Marty in the barbershop window, is it? And Sean was there. Yeah, they just walked away. They're just yeah. a bit angry at, be, at losing. Come was on. it, uh, I've, I've been rightly informed by the internet, it's Mario Segura, a.k.a. El Ninja, is the guy in the photo. Ah, okay. I, I don't know. That Let's could see be. where that goes. Uh, but yeah, you're just rooting for these guys to <laughs> get it back together. <laughs> When are you two going to sort this out? <laughs> it's crazy. It's world. been a whole fortnight. It's <laughs> real weird. Uh, this is the bit with the heritage. I've never seen NXT wrestlers. Sorry, I've never seen NXT wrestlers text about something that isn't an NXT premium live event. Yes. This was the first. Normally, it's all I can talk about. It's, it's like, okay, when's the uh, eggplant emoji getting dropped? <laughs> yeah. Not inappropriate. Sort of like, ah, oh, I got hit uh, in the face. Um, some stupid kids were like throwing lollipops. <laughs> 
bit like a trick or street fight tonight on NXT. Why are you talking like that, Roxanne Perez? What do you mean? Uh, then there was the Heritage Cup bollocks. Yeah. Uh, and then we get, finally, the NXT Women's Champions back, Tiffany Stratton. Mm. <laughs> she said nothing brilliantly. Mackenzie yeah. Mitchell's like, how you feeling? You know, went through a bit of a war with Dear Hale. What's next for you? Tiffany Strand says, Mackenzie, that's a great question. Tiffany, I have a lot on my mind right now. Starting with the fact that this Saturday I went on a shopping spree and I like totally splurged on my... <laughs> totally... <laughs> totally splurged on myself. Because oh. uh, I deserve it, you know. I have an appearance at a live event this weekend, so I bought this pink bodysuit because pink is so in right now. It's so me. It's so bore. And then I tried on this blue dress, and I looked in the mirror, and I thought it looked so hot. Major dilemma. I mean, what kind of shoes would I wear with it? And then I saw this whole white skirt, and it was screaming, Bobby, Bobby. Uh, whatever I wear, I'll make sure I take tons of pictures with it. Mackenzie's like, what? <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> and Tiffany Strat just... Flies past her. You're so right. I should wear pink. I mean, look at me. It's so tiff-tiff. Thank you so much, Cairns. This is actually super helpful. And Kenzie's like, no, who's your next opponent? And she goes, oh, I really thought that far. Actually, you know what? No, I'm toodles. <laughs> Great. Like, really good. Uh, we've said it before. NXT is the place where wrestling is very much allowed to be your secondary concern. <laughs> Uh, these characters are born not to be professional wrestlers and get paid to wrestle for a living. Wrestling is often an inconvenience in their life. <laughs> um, she now happens to be the champion of the inconvenience. Yeah. Right? So she's been on this quest to get this belt, and she's like, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> Didn't realize it came with more work. <laughs> and I quite like that this character is trying very hard to no-sell that. Yeah. I like this. And they're kind of hiding the fact they haven't really got any challenges for her either. Not really, but... I do quite like, I think we can bring together the two hottest angles in women's wrestling. In, I was going to say in NXT, but I mean, look at the landscape at the moment. In women's wrestling brackets, full stop in North America. Have Dana Brooke massively overstate uh, Kalani Jordan's credentials. It's like, I've had three matches. You're perfect. Tiffany, I've got your challenger right here. <laughs> Tiffany beats her with ease, just takes the piss. Like, does it in one event. She's not even, I'm not even dressed compared. I've got my no pink bad at it. Yeah. Beat her anyway. And then Dana Brooke's like, how could you let this happen? And it's just the, the latest chapter in their story. Yeah, like that. Uh, Trick Williams is leaving, and they, they're they doing the whole sort of TMZ behind the camera. How are you feeling? Now you've got the match with Dragunov. But before he can really get into it, Wesley drives up and says, tell Carmelo, make sure he's ready. And Trick Williams is like, you don't be watching the show. I don't... You tell him yourself. Yeah. Lee drives off. Drew Gulak and the boys show up to uh, mock him. Um and also tell Miles Bourne that he's late again because he showed up at the last minute. Which I, I'm like, you might have something there, you know. It's stupid, isn't it? Gulak's always got a, he's always got a, some agency in my yep. world. I like Drew Gulak ever since his PowerPoint presentation days. It's like, um, and when Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan was like, let's get this guy over. Yeah, it worked really well, and then they just immediately dropped that at the moment Daniel Bryan left of course you know bastard. the old you know the old sort of uh, oh we don't need that we've got that at home yeah and the, that at home is always the inferior version like Drew Gulak is very much the that at home for Chad Gable but like you've got a bit of a bonus in your wage and you're that at home it's not Coca-Cola but it's not roller cola either mm. it's like Aldi cola yeah so like that at home is too cruel a reference to Chad Gable but 
it, it's like hmm. the NXT version of it. The I, NXT uh, version of it. I did like <laughs> Trick Williams when they were like, huh, it's nice to see you finally grew a pair and challenged doing your dragon off. And he went, grew a pair? Looks like you ate a pair of hamburgers. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> and he called him Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Okay, that's what we're doing now. Is it Drew Gulak's fat? Um, is it a problem? Wesley Carmelo Hayes, by the way, is going to rule. Oh, yeah. But very much a... This is a good match. Story, whatever. Good match. Yeah. Is it a problem that my heart is completely with Trick Williams in a way that it never has been with Carmelo Hayes? Or are they doing that on purpose? Maybe. Because there is a character... Mm. There's character development happening here, and Hayes is pretty dull. Uh, main event time for the North American Championship. Uh, Rey Mysterio introduces Dragon Lee. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail because we've gone really long talking about X-Factor people on this show. <laughs> uh, but Dom at one point teased unmasking Dragon Lee by uh, unlacing the mask. And that fires Dragon Lee back up, makes a great comeback. Uh, they go back and forth in the closing moments. Dom goes for a, a sit, hits a 619, goes for a frog splash. But Dragon Lee gets his knees up. He uh, hits a Liger bomb, does Lee. Uh, for a nice near fall. And Rhea Ripley panicking, uh, slides Dom his belt. He picks it up to use it as a weapon. Uh, but Mysterio, whilst the referee's back turn, makes sure that Dom can't use the belt by taking it away from him. And then all that, the complications with Dom and Ray, uh, allows Rhea Ripley to nail Dragon Lee with her title belt. Dom hits him with a Mishinoku driver. One, two, three. No one can stop Dirty Dom. Um, but after the match... Uh, Ray and Dom go face-to-face with each other. Rhea Ripley steps in. Uh, she starts getting in Ray's face, starts poking him. Obviously, he's not going to do anything. But in slides Lyra Valkyrie to... Mm. Uh, uh, Lyra Valkyria, sorry, to jump Rhea Ripley. Dragon Lee super kicks Dom, and the heels bail as Dragon Lee and Valkyria stand tall in the ring. Is this setting up a tag match? I think it is. Lyra Valkyria was given loads on Rhea yeah. Ripley here. And there's a bigger picture storyline going on. I don't know if you saw Raw... But Rhea got attacked by Raquel Rodriguez and then Candice LeRae and then Indy Hartwell. People are sick of Rhea Ripley, mm-hmm. basically, as the, at the top of this division. And Lyra Valkyrie was basically the latest about herself to the list for an NXT match. Not a terrible main event. Dominic Mysterio has advanced past completely useless, <laughs> um, which is going to be a problem because he's going to soon arrive at the dull stage. Mm. This was not that. But it is striking how much better he's gotten of late. Yes. Like reps make wrestlers, mm-hmm. and it's impressive to see his growth and how much he's come on. It's objectively funny that Dominic Mysterio's got a victory over Dragon Lee in a battle for who's the best luchador. That's funny. Yeah. Um, not a bad main event, this. No. And I thought Lyra Valkyrie looked awesome attacking yeah. Maria Ripley. This was like, they were trying to get her over here. A really good end to the show, I mm. thought. Really good stuff, uh, even if it was another successful title defense for Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, he's not exactly um, shortcutting it at this point, is he? I know they cheat a little bit. But he's kind of racking up the... Well, he's matches. watched what Roman Reigns has done for the last three and a half years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Just have people interfere on your behalf in every match. Got it. They'll do nothing about it. Zero <laughs> consequences. Perfect. But yeah. Uh, oh, God, I enjoyed that episode of NXT. Looking back on it now. Yeah, I always do. And I will not think about it again for six days. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, right, let us know your thoughts on NXT on Twitter. On X, sorry. X. At what culture WWE. Watch, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at what culture WWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Myself and Hamflet will be back later on today to preview AEW Dynamite. Oh. Uh, but for now, this has been the NXT review. My thanks to Michael Hamflet. 
Thanks to Stacks as well. And thank you for joining us. We'll see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.